Welcome to The Future of Insurance, the podcast that looks at technology, innovation, and the evolution of the insurance industry. The Future of Insurance is presented by Argo Group, a specialty insurance company that helps businesses stay in business. I think it's safe to say that almost everybody's been affected by cybercrime. And that could be a data breach at your business or simply getting an email from your credit card company saying that your data has been compromised. So today we want to talk about how the insurance industry is responding. Simon White is Senior Vice President and Group Head of Cyber at Argo Group. And Joshua Mata is CEO and co-founder of Coalition, a new company that provides cyber coverage and security for small to mid-sized companies. Simon, I'm going to start with you. It seems like cyber attacks are increasing in frequency and severity. Why is that? The primary motivation for the majority of the attacks is financial gain. Some cyber criminals are looking for either an immediate or an indirect financial gain, either via through corporate entities or through individuals. And, you know, some of, the, some of it is also egotistical as well. So, you know, not necessarily looking for financial gain, but looking for uh, internal recognition within their kind of hacking peer group. So there's all sorts of interesting aspects to, uh, to why that severity and frequency is increasing. And then you look at things like uh, the Internet of Things and the increased connectivity amongst various uh, networks and uh, individual software and pieces of hardware. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. What are hackers looking for? Are they looking for money? Are they looking for data? And if so, if they're looking for data, what are they using it for? Yeah, I mean, traditionally, um, you know, in in order to get uh, some kind of financial gain, you know, what's the easiest way to do that? So data, I mean, that's tended to be the way that they can either manipulate a network to obtain, whether it be credit card information, medical records, whether it be kind of benefit information, uh, there's all sorts of dynamics that are in play here in order for them to take that information and manipulate it in a way that they can get some kind of financial gain out of the end user. So you joined Argo last year. What's been your focus as the group head of cyber? It's a number of things. Obviously, we want to grow the, the cyber book. I mean, at the moment, within the U.S., it's a $2.5 billion industry. Uh, that's the estimation. Um to 2025, that number is going to increase to 20 billion. So, you know, we want to be part of the mix. We want to do it in a very disciplined manner and really look for niches within the marketplace. And that's kind of one of the reasons why we wanted to partner with Coalition and Joshua's team, because they really have an innovative way uh, of approaching risk. I think it's a great, uh, a great partnership and we're really looking forward to it. Joshua, Coalition focuses on small and medium businesses. So first of all, why those specific segments and why not the bigger companies? And what makes you different? So, you know, when you think about small and medium businesses, uh, you know, they're among the most susceptible and among the most targeted group of businesses. And, and that's really because there are two types of targets. There are targets of choice and there are targets of opportunity. And very rarely is a smaller, mid-sized business a target of choice. Uh, more frequently, they are a target of opportunity. And, and by that, I mean, you know, if you take the hammer nail analogy, um, small businesses often uh, have, you know, a significant number of, of vulnerabilities, right? They, they simply uh, aren't investing or don't have as deep of an expertise in, in managing the new technological risk exposures they're taking on. And as a result, the criminals, you know, who have the hammers, if you will, the exploits, are able to take advantage of those vulnerabilities, the nails, 
And they're scanning the internet and, and routinely, you know, looking for vulnerabilities that smaller or mid-sized businesses have and using those for criminal gain. Um, and that's why, you know, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what size company, you know, this, this risk exposure really uh, is pervasive. It affects all companies. And, you know, one bad decision uh, can make you a target of opportunity. If small businesses and mid-sized businesses do not adopt technology, they die, right? The competitive advantages are so large that they're, that they're being forced to do so to remain competitive. On the other hand, by, by adopting new technology, you know, they now have all of a sudden new risk exposures, new data, new infrastructure. And if they don't manage those properly, they can die as well. So the, the costs can absolutely be severe. You know, but talking about the individual exposures, you know, this can be anything from phishing attacks. As, uh, it can be social engineering to convince a controller or CFO to, to wire funds or wire fraud, if you will. Uh, it can be a debilitating ransomware attacks where all of a company's data and computer systems are encrypted and locked away. And again, you know, the, the cost to respond can be, in some cases, relatively mundane, particularly for a small business. But on the other hand, they can be very severe, particularly in this sector, right? Small businesses are not as resilient. Uh, they're not as prepared uh, to have an unforeseen expense that very often in the hundreds of thousands, you know, if not millions of dollars, depending on what the scale of the attack is. And that's why you know, insurance is uh, such a critical piece of the solution in this part of the market. You'd said uh, the last time we spoke that the traditional approach to cybersecurity is broken. What do you mean by that? You know, when I say that cybersecurity is broken, I mean that the existing approach, treating it as a technology problem, is broken. Uh, you know, companies who do that are implicitly accepting quite a bit of risk because at the end of the day, a company has three choices. They can accept the risk, they can mitigate the risk, in which case technology does play a role, or they can transfer it, which is really where insurance comes in. And so, again, going back to cybersecurity being broken, you know, we're advocates of small and mid-sized businesses thinking of this really as a risk management problem and helping advise them on how they can use technology to mitigate their risk while providing them with a transfer solution in the form of a comprehensive insurance policy. Simon, tell me a bit more about Argo and Coalition and how you're working together and how what Coalition offers complements what Argo is doing. Traditionally, um, the way we built our book of business on the cyber side was to really focus on uh, large national accounts and participating on, on large towers of insurance. And we, as in Argo Pro here in the U.S., had started writing some SME business two or three years ago. Um, and we've had, a, a, you know, some modest success in, in terms of building our book. But what we're really interested in, it really kind of goes to, you know, what Argo Pro is all about in terms of looking at IT and a digital platform to look at technologies in terms of growing our capabilities. And these are things that Coalition had in abundance Simon, when you look ahead, what do you see as emerging risks? Uh, what's changing and, and what's new on the landscape? Yeah, I mean, kind of the big ticket items, and we saw this in 2017, was the, the real kind of advent of, uh, of ransomware um, as an attack vector. So, you know, everybody heard about WannaCry and, and not Petya. Um, and I, you know, I think we're going to see an uptick in those kind of threat environments going forward. Uh, and that's kind of really married with the Internet of Things and the uh, the increasing connectivity between insureds and between networks and platforms. 
And it just gives the hacking community, for example, much more scope to be disruptive in terms of looking at ways of extracting data or interrupting business. And then coupled with that, and this is something that we've seen in the marketplace over the past six to nine months, you know, historically, cyber insurance products were really focused on the data loss piece. Now we're looking at, as I said, business interruption and and bodily injury property damage as a result of a cyber hack, right? So they were traditionally exposures that may have been encompassed within a property or casualty policy form. Uh, But there was all sorts of exclusionary language within those policy forms that meant that, you know, insureds were often going without any coverage at all from those uh, those physical aspects of a cyber loss. Joshua, is there anything um, that you're thinking about or that's keeping you up at night as as you think about the evolving uh, cyber risk landscape? Absolutely. I mean, I think there is, you know, Simon mentioned there is a growing realization that cyber risk encompasses literally the entire spectrum of known risk, right? Not only can it result in data loss uh, or business interruption, supply chain interruption, so on, it can actually result in physical property damage, um, bodily injury, even pollution. You know, on the actual threat front, um, you know, I think what has been underreported and what we're seeing is just an increasing efficiency and collaboration in the criminal marketplace. There are now uh, websites where as a criminal, you can purchase access to a particular machine of a user down to the amount of bandwidth they have and what state they're located, what their profession is, you know, for the purposes of launching a cyber attack. And so, so by that, I mean that there's an increasing coordination among cyber criminals uh, where, you know, those hackers who are great on getting remote access to someone's machine can now uh, sell it to another criminal who's looking to launch a ransomware attack. And, and these marketplaces are, are flourishing. So you're saying that while we're sitting here talking, somebody could theoretically get access to my machine and use it to launch a ransomware attack or something like that? So I'll give you a, a tangible example. We've witnessed a, a specific instant related to you know, a certified professional accountant. So in this case, there's been one individual, one criminal actor who has gained remote access to an accountant's uh, machine and is is then able to sell access to that machine to another criminal actor, you know, who may wish to use that access to either launch uh, some sort of ransomware campaign against that accountant's customers to commit tax fraud, you know, or commit any any other number of crimes. And so, you know, what we're witnessing is really an incredible division of labor in the criminal marketplace where they are cooperating and actively facilitating crime. And this is affecting everyone. Well, it's an absolutely fascinating topic, and it's really, really incredible to hear what you're both doing and and what your companies are doing uh, separately and together to help protect small and medium businesses and and help them stay in business. So, uh, Simon and Joshua, thanks so much for taking time to talk today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You've been listening to The Future of Insurance from Argo Group. To learn more, go to argolimited.com.